Just another time that Meowth has been upstaged by a pair uh, by a Persian. Oh, you chose the word upstage. I was going to say cucked. <laughs> <laughs> another time a Persian cucks Meowth. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the the greatest Pokemon podcast uh, you've ever heard. It is one that we like to call To Kill a Deli Bird. It's the podcast that we take a look through the Pokemon anime. We're still very early into it. But we look through the anime, we, uh, we talk through the plot, make fun of it, compare it to some uh, literature, and uh, do, some, do some ratings on the episode in, in the most objective manner possible. I'm Kellen, one of the hosts, as per usual. I'm the one that knows a lot about Pokemon. And my co-host is the one that knows uh, absolutely fuck all about it. It's Graham. Graham, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I know more about Pokemon than the average person. But it's definitely a skewed curve in the Pokemon world. There's those Mm -hmm. who know a lot about them. The average is nowhere near that long tail. That's why we got you, that that beautiful tale. Talk about distributions, talking about stats. Are you with me, people? We're always with Shout you. out in the comment for stats. <laughs> <laughs> we love stats. We love stats. So today we're going to take a look at uh, two more episodes. It's uh, The Problem with Paris, and it is the song of Jigglypuff. How do you like these episodes? Uh, they're similar, but also they're different. Great. They express things about, uh, I think, striving for success and uh, come at them from different angles. So they, they're they interesting, for sure. For sure. Again, I thought they were funny. Again, <laughs> so, they, they were I funny. They were funny as well. You know, when you were introing, I was thinking, like you said, we're very early on. So we've watched like 50 episodes. Oh, like, yeah. Like we'd be on like season four of some anime. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that crazy and we've barely scratched we've the barely surface scratched here the surface <laughs> yeah we're gonna be here for a long time yeah, why didn't Strap we pick in, something, something short like one punch man <laughs> why did we pick pokemon <laughs> it was your idea man it was my idea christmas to do a podcast it's your fault that the only thing you can talk about for this long is Pokemon. You didn't have to go to me about it. You oh. could have started a podcast with anybody else. Oh, it had to but be you, came you to buddy. Me. You know that. You know in your heart. It had to be I you. I don't know. Could what have been I, what else am I going to do? Uh, I don't have chemistry with other people. <laughs> what else am I going to do a podcast with my cats? <laughs> Come on, cats. Let's do a podcast about how we hate dogs. That would probably do better than this one. <laughs> Yeah, I'd get headlines. Man does podcasts with his cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's clinically insane. <laughs> so, did you play another 400 hours of Tears of the Kingdom this week? Yeah, I looked at my stats oh, uh, about an hour ago or so before I watched these episodes. I am at 130 hours. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> does that much time even exist? Yeah, apparently. Holy cow. It's the beauties of not having a job. Somebody employ this man, please. But let me play Zelda too. <laughs> as a career. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I know hope, that would I be hope your Twitch employer streaming. doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what if this podcast was my employer? Oh, no, that would be, be the cool best. too. Exactly. That would be the best. If you want to pay us, uh <laughs> email us at two kilodelibird and we'll Just meet, send a, a wire transfer. We'll meet you in a back alley. <laughs> <laughs> No, we won't. That's dangerous. Meet you behind the Denny's. 
Oh, yes, the classic Denny's. Meet you in the Timmy's parking lot there, bud. Oh, yeah, get a fucking double-double. Oh, yeah, and a maple oh, yeah. dip. <laughs> oh, yeah, a maple dip. That sounds good, bud. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. I want a so, donut now, thank you. You can have a donut. Uh, that would require going outside. You can make a donut. That Man, would require donuts ingredients. Is, is, uh, I don't actually know how to make donuts. I made a donut once when I was a kid. I took a <laughs> cooking class where we made donuts. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember. I was like eight years old. <laughs> so I got I got a bit of a new thing for you this week. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was doing stuff like listing up podcasts that sort of like David Letterman-esque lists in the past. Last week, I tried something completely new and hypothesized a world where Point Break had gone on for 10 <laughs> movies and what that would be like. Yeah, it was something. It was uh, something. Yeah, that's that's all we'll say about that. Check out last episode if you. It was one of the bits of the podcast. It was a bit. Yes. (laughs) Check out last episode if you are interested in uh, Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves' nineteen ninety one. I was going to call it a masterpiece, but it's it's just a movie. Uh, (laughs) Point Break, because I talk about that movie a lot for some reason. Now, last at the end of last episode, though. Kellen revealed that during the uh, literary hour, I could say anything and he would agree. So I on the spot <laughs> made up a new story. I, I made up a book by uh, Edmund Shigamarath. And also, Shigamarath, I was trying to and forgot the name of this Marvel villain that's an eyeball with like octopus tentacles. <laughs> his name's like, someone's going to get mad at me. I should really look it up. I'm not going to. It's, it's something close to that. I was trying to make his name. So I made up the story by Edmund Chigamarath called Pizza in Paris about having wrong expectations, you know, leads to disappointment. Now, I wanted to do something special for for all you folks because we liked the idea of Pizza in Paris. Hope you did too. So I went to the uh, hot new fad, uh, ChatGPT. Yes, disclaimer, (laughs) I used an AI for this next segment. No, that will not be a regular thing. And, and don't worry, we will disclaim anytime AI is part of our production. We, we believe in being uh, explicit and transparent about that. So, but also using AI for this is what makes it funny. Oh, man, you got to so, use AI for dumb uh, things. Like, did you listen yeah. to that clip I sent you the other day of uh, they used AI to make Frank Sinatra's voice sing Get Low by Little John? Mm-hmm. And it is insane. <laughs> look, look, from the window to the walls, the sweat <laughs> drips down my balls. <laughs> you got to look that up, folks. It's on YouTube. It's brilliant. That's what AI should be used for. So I went to ChatGPT and got it to write me. This is the super condensed version. We got one page from the, uh, the masterpiece, Pizza in Paris. And I'm going to do a dramatic reading for you. This is the first time... Kellen has heard it also, mm-hmm. okay? Okay. Are you ready? Okay. I'm very ready. I've never <clears> been more <throat> ready in my life. <clears throat> the cafe was filled with the aroma of coffee and the clatter of cutlery against porcelain. The two men sat at a small table near the window, their faces partially obscured by the hazy smoke that hung in the air. One of them was holding a menu, studying it in an air of frustration. Paris, my friend, and what do they serve us? Pizza! The man slammed down the menu on the table, his voice dripping with disdain. 
His companion, a rugged man with a weathered face, took a sip of espresso and looked at him with a bemused expression. What's the matter, John? I thought you loved pizza. John scoffed, his face contorted in disdain. Not like this, Henry. Not like this. This is an insult to Italian cuisine. I expected more from Paris. Henry leaned back in his chair, a faint smile playing on his lips. You were always a man of high standards, my friend. But remember, we're in Paris, the city of love and art, not Naples. John's frustration deepened, and he waved his hand dismissively. Love, art, what does that have to do with food besides reminding me of her? Ah, the infamous Ooh, her again, Henry said, raising an eyebrow. You can't blame pizza for your lost love, John. That's an entirely different matter. John leaned in, his eyes clouded with sorrow. You don't understand, Henry. Every bite, every taste reminds me of the nights we spent together sitting by the pizzeria, laughing, sharing a slice. It was our thing. Henry's smile faded, replaced by a look of understanding. Lost love is a burden we all care, my friend. But you can't let it spoil the simple pleasures in life. John sighed, a mix of frustration and longing escaping his lips. It's not that simple, Henry. The memories, they haunt me. They taunt me with what I've lost. Henry reached across the table, placing a hand on John's trembling hand. <laughs> memories are ghosts, my friend. They will always linger, but they don't have to consume us. We must learn to live with them, to find solace in the present. John stared into Henry's eyes, searching for an answer. But how, Henry? How do I move on? Henry's voice softened, filled with wisdom. You find new experiences, John. You create new memories. You let the past be a stepping stone to a better future. And perhaps, one day, pizza in Paris won't taste bitter anymore. <laughs> John looked out the window, his eyes tracing the streets of Paris. The bustling city seemed to hold secrets and possibilities he had yet to discover. Slowly, a flicker of hope began to burn within him. You're right, Henry, he said, his voice laced with determination. I won't let her memory ruin my enjoyment of life. Perhaps I'll order this pizza after all. Henry grinned, raising his espresso cup in a toast. To new beginnings, my friend, and of finding love and joy, even in the most unexpected places. As the two friends clinked their cups together, the smoky air seemed to clear, carrying with it the promise of a brighter tomorrow. Beautiful. And uh, pizza in Paris. Snaps all around. Claps all around. It's Snaps a, all around. It's kind of weird how, uh, how good that was, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like these, these technologies the scary part of AI. come a long way, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's still tinges of uh, oh, it's, the, it's, missing the human touch. It's luckily sure. still not quite good. But, mm -hmm. but, I mean, that was better than a lot of a lot of writing. <laughs> like is, the uh, is placing thing. his hand on his trembling hand, I think is is not a sentence an author, a professional author would would write. Yeah, That's too repetitive. There was some awkwardness there. What was so the, the line about thing pizza to not tasting bitter anymore? Beautiful. Oh, that Love was that. so good that was a great and line. so dumb at the same time. And perhaps <laughs> one day. Pizza in Paris won't taste bitter anymore. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Henry's such a, just a chad. Come mm -hmm. on. That big chad energy. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. This makes Beautiful. me want to write this into like a one-act play. 
It's gotta be a play. It's gotta be this like yeah. mellow, dramatic, like throwing pizza on the ground. And mm-hmm. I'm I, gonna do that. I'm honestly, I'm like, lost, Henry. I can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little peek into my life the last week. Okay. I have I got a I got a little gig doing some sound recording for some local productions. Oh, very nice. Some plays through some friends from school, and uh, so I was recording these plays, these local plays that were written locally. And one of them was this big musical, and it got me really like urged to write a play. Like I wanted to write. I like writing. I wanted oh, to good. write something big for a long time. But this one, this really urged me. And so I think I think before I jump into writing like a, a big long play, I'll do a one act of pizza in Paris and we'll see how that goes. Oh, that's a great plan. Yeah, don't don't write your dream thing to start. Do yeah. something small and and uh, feasible to kind of get your your creative juices going. That's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very anyway, cool. Pizza in Paris. Do you want to talk to Pokemon? I do. I just want to point out, though, that I love that we have lore now. <laughs> we do like we've I mean, we have all along, but it's really growing. You know, we've had the we've got the four poor. We've got the time we fought, but we've got pizza in Paris. We've got point break. We've got a real a real deep lore emerging inside jokes, inside <laughs> jokes. Yeah, that's what every podcast needs. What's a podcast without inside jokes? Come on. That's right. We could make pizza in Paris t- uh, t-shirts, you know? Yes, absolutely. Merch. Anyway, let's talk Pokemon. Let's talk Pokemon. Let's talk right. the problem with Paris and not episode 46. And it's not pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one is the problem with this Paris is confidence dysfunction. And it also, yeah, that. Men all around America, <laughs> every year, boners are killed. And men, if you're if you're uh, if your erections last longer than four hours, please speak to your doctor. Yes, Viagra, Cialis. Yes, <laughs> talk to your doctor. <laughs> side effects include watching Pokemon. List side effects include <laughs> listening to a weird Pokemon podcast. <laughs> we go off the rails yes. regularly. So all right, let's get into the actual episode. Paris. What is his problem? Uh, confidence, mainly. Uh-huh. So, let's open the episode. The gang has arrived in a small village called Moss Green Village. Another town that uh, does not exist in the games, but it, it is a colored. It is a color name. So it, it, is a it color fits name. with the original theme. Yeah, it's not dingy, it's not dark. There's no gym in this town, though, so Ash wants to just keep moving, but they're out of potions and antidotes, so Brock thinks that they need to, they should uh, stock, stock up on their supplies. Misty figures they'll stop for food at the same time. Ash wants a cheeseburger. Misty says, I want something. I want to go somewhere nice. Cheeseburgers are nice. They, they start are. arguing. <laughs> I agree with Ash here for once. Cheeseburgers I mean, can be nice. Most it's a good like, cheeseburger. And most like sit down restaurants also have burgers. <laughs> so. like a nice restaurant and a cheeseburger are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Take that. Come on, Ash. Misty. Open your eyes. Open your eyes, Misty. So Team Rocket is fine from the bushes. And they they start like crawling across the the ground, and they have these little trees on sticks that they're using to hide yeah, themselves. Such good and camo. That's, it's never go- I, I never gonna work. But they realize they've left Meowth behind. Oh yeah, he's got a f- he's sick. He's dying. He's got the kitty flu. Yeah, he's laid up against a tree, looking real rough. He's looking very very bad. And so Jesse like touches his forehead with her hand and it literally burns her he's he's burnt up so bad 
with this fever, fever, and they decide that they're just gonna leave him there for now because he's still got eight more lives, so <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. What the hell, Jesse and James? <laughs> it's like they're the kind of uh, antagonists that, like, they're they're so what's the word incompetent that you kind of feel sorry for them, and you start to kind of think that they're not actually bad people. But every once in a while, they do stuff like that that you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. scummy. That's scummy. <laughs> going to leave me out? He's your, like, ride-or-die homie. So this girl comes along then and scolds them for being irresponsible trainers. They, they they go off thinking she's crazy for thinking that they would be the trainer of this thing, of this Meowth. <laughs> what? We would never have Danny DeVito as our Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, so it's a green-haired girl. She's wearing a, a, what appears to be, like, a, I think they're called a Chi Pao. I probably didn't pronounce that right. It's like a a Chinese um, sort of outfit, traditional Chinese, uh, kind of like Chun Li from Street Fighter, wears on top. Yeah, cool design, cool design, and simple but effective. It's like she's the medicine medicine guru. And they tell Team Rocket tells her that they are superheroes for some reason, but she doesn't care. She super is losers just if you leave a yeah. sick Pokemon. Bird. So she makes Meowth some medicine. Leaves him with some pills. Meowth oh, seems she can to whip have gotten better. On the spot. That's oh, like yeah. quite the uh, skill. She just bangs out a mortar and pestle and just goes goes to fucking town on it. She's like, ah, we just need a root. It's got, it used to be called King's Foil. It's uh, you, you know, down there it uh, fixes uh, wounds from a, a mortal blade or whatever. I don't remember what the word is. I'm trying to quote mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, but I'm fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> but Meowth is better pretty instantly. But he's also gotten sick with love. Right, so this episode has Meowth, the cat Pokemon, desperately in love with uh, this this young woman. What is? <laughs> what do we think of that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is mainly a case of Meowth actually being cared about. Yeah, and he's I, never had that feeling towards him, I and so, so the first too. person that's done it. He is, he's latching on The fantasies are about him being a pet in this yeah. household. They're not sexual, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> wow. If they were and we drew furry bait from the four poor this episode, that would be a 10. But I, I guess it's, so. it's a lower number. I don't it's a lower know the psychologies of furries. I know they want to fuck animals. Do they want to be animals <laughs> that get fucked? Is that part I don't of it? know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm embarrassed to say that. (laughs) I don't think I want to know. Yeah, we'll move on. So yeah, Meowth is (laughs) is charmed by uh, by the compassion, basically, that he got. He has shaken off the flu now. He's back at it. Uh, Slashes Team Rocket in the face. All right, they kind of deserved it this time, I guess. Yeah, and then the gang goes into what we learn is a pharmacy, and it's all dark, and we just see one lone woman under a hood in the shadows. Grinding a, a up very some medicine. Old woman. Some witch looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And we learn that it is that girl's grandmother because she comes back into the pharmacy. It's like, Grandma, don't scare people. <laughs> the old woman offered them a snakewood cure for insomnia and it grows hair on your nose and tongue. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember if it was Ash or Brock. They go, Is there a hairless version? <laughs> <laughs> Growing hair on your tongue sounds like a textile nightmare. Oh, that sounds very uncomfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Brock does his thing. 
He's uh, very interested in this in this woman. He hits he, on her. Not the old he, lady. He hits on the the yes, young the yes. young pharmacist. Yeah, and he talks about how interested in potions he is, and maybe they could talk over dinner. And she's like, "Oh my god, you guys are trainers. Let's talk about it over a bell." And that piques Ash's interests. Yeah, yeah. So Ash just uh, cock blocks Brock, Brock, which is good because uh, you know that was weird. Uh, <laughs> so so Ash swoops in. They're gonna have a battle. But Team Rocket are spying once again. Meowth completely head over heels for this woman. And we go back to the fight. She has a Paris. Oh, right. titular This is Paris. the Pokemon of the episode. It's a small arthropod kind of... What do you? What is the main body? It's sort of insect-like, sort of crab-like. Yeah, that's that's it, yeah. yeah like, a, like a crabfish crab. or something. Yeah. Um, but it has the 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 more noticeable feature it is it has mushrooms growing on its back. We're told by the Pokedex it is the mushroom Pokemon and that these are rare mushrooms. Now, is Paris rare? Not particularly. Well, I don't then think. the mushrooms wouldn't be rare either. <laughs> no, they would not. Of course not. But when has anything ever made sense in this game or in the show? I I don't know. That was a rhetorical question, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning to talk human language. So interestingly enough, Paris or yeah, Paris is this bug Pokemon. Misty throughout the episode, not scared of it. Maybe it's not a bug. It is a bug. Oh, it's bug type? It's bug grass, yeah. We learned that oh, later in the episode. Yeah, Misty, come on. So inconsistent. Maybe she, she also got wasn't over scared it. of the Scyther. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's scared of a caterpie, but not a fucking Scyther. <laughs> a Freddy Krueger <laughs> bug demon from hell. <laughs> He's got swords for arms. You shouldn't be scared of him. He he can't hug you because he'll slice you into pieces. So yeah, this girl has a Paris. Pikachu tries to introduce himself to the Paris, but Paris is absolutely fucking terrified of everything. Oh, yeah. Shy, cowardly, the episode says. And we learn her motivation is that she wants Paris to evolve so that she can use Parasect's mushroom to make a miracle potion, make medicine to help Pokemon all around the world. We know so far that Parasect would be the evolved form of Paris. We have not seen it. It's it's possible that Parasect then is the rarer Pokemon. So allegedly the mushrooms that come from it could actually be rare. Mm-hmm. So Meowth, he'd give up all nine lives for Cassandra. Oh, he would. And this, is this where we learn her name? Y- yes. Uh, is not not funny <laughs> that I just said her name? We haven't heard her name yet. All of a sudden, Meowth says her name. I, like, yeah. I, I started in my notes writing down Cassandra or Cass instead, but uh, yeah, they never say her name. Meowth just suddenly knows her name. Yeah, she doesn't introduce herself or anything. I'm pretty confident in saying that. Yeah, so where'd that come from? Did it happen off camera, or did Meowth like, sneak into her garbage and read her old mail or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy, Meowth. <laughs> put it past him oh Meowth. well james believes in love he's commiserating with Meowth, but uh jesse's uh, too pragmatic for that discussion slaps them and back to the fight ash tells pikachu to go very easy on paris that they're gonna let paris win and then cassandra tells paris good luck all the pokemon on earth are counting on you no fucking <laughs> pressure no pressure at all no pressure in no wonder this thing is terrified Good luck. The fate of humanity and Pokemon depends on your performance. <laughs> <laughs> so Paris lets off some kind of spore move. Pikachu does a dodge and lets out this tiny little 
static yeah, a- Ash's charge. command, his move command is teeny static bolt. <laughs> and it's, it is like a, a, a bolt that you get when you rub your socks across the carpet and then touch something metal. It is, it is literally like a static shock. shock. Yeah. And it knocks Paris out. He just tumbles over. Oh, come on, Paris. Is he like negatively leveled? <laughs> he like leveled backwards. <laughs> Level negative seven. Yeah. Okay. So they they start brainstorming and and I, I you know I like when they have bring up actual game mechanics. Ash can't keep them in his head for very long. They say, why don't we <laughs> use a type that's weak against Paris? We'll give Paris an advantage and maybe he can do something. Water is weak to uh, to grass. I thought that Misty that man Misty was going to fight, but okay, we get Squirtle. Squirtle comes out. Yeah, and he's going to have Squirtle use. Water gun to just sprinkle the mushrooms just a little bit. Sprinkle the mushrooms. Just give them a little sprinkle. Just uh, like a a little. Just piss on them. Just piss yeah. on them, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> but even just a little amount of piss knocks Paris out again. Yeah, he rolls back over. Heck? This thing is awful. And so they pivot from let's send out a Pokemon that Paris's type is strong against to let's send out Charmeleon, the Pokemon. That is ridiculously strong against a Paris. Type advantage and just probably Double one of Ash's type strongest Pokemon right yeah. now, too. Yeah, so that's that's what I meant by Ash only keeps mechanics in his head for like 30 seconds. Like, he He's just completely, he completely forgot the premise of sending out Squirtle. He completely <laughs> forgot what, what they were trying to achieve. What was he thinking? Sending out this violent flamethrower of a Pokemon. <laughs> Well, and that prophecy writes itself. He flames pears. It's um, bad, because this, this is where we're really starting to see Charmeleon not listen to Oh, Ash yeah, he's the all. bad boy. City's on flames with rock and roll. He's flaming Paris. He's flaming Ash. Charmeleon kind of chars Ash a little bit. Pikachu steps in to knock him out, and Paris runs away. <laughs> yeah, Paris just gets out of there. Just, just fucking, nope. Bye. Paris has run away, and he has come across Meowth now. The gang can't find him, and Cassandra tells us the details of this potion she's making. She, she, it's going to make Pokemon more determined and more courageous and then smarter or something. There's like a bunch of things in here. Restores defense, attack, concentration, courage, and smarts. And so hearing the part that'll make a Pokemon smarter, Misty tells Ash that he should try some when it comes out. He <laughs> got, got him. Burned. Well, you know what? She's right. Come on, Ash. Sending out Charmeleon. You should drink that <laughs> potion. <laughs> so Meowth is trying to convince Jesse and James that they should help Paris evolve by telling him, telling them that once Parasect is a thing and she's making this potion, that from helping her, Cassandra's going to make Meowth the mascot of the company, and he'll make them his business managers, because they are going to have so much money because of how popular this potion is going to be. Yeah, Meowth doesn't actually care about the money here. Eh? He just knows no. He knows what, what compels Team Rocket. Mm-hmm. Love wasn't working, especially for Jesse. So <laughs> if he says, you know what, there's money on the table, now they're listening. He's gonna, they're going to help him uh, help Paris. Like They're all going to help Paris together, because that's gonna, what's going to win over Cassandra in uh, Meowth's head. Yeah, and so he wants them to lend Arbok and Weezing to him to fight against Paris because Arbok and Weezing, uh, losing battles is their specialty. So good. Got him. <laughs> Bird. The funny Absolutely part is roasting. that 
that the James and Jesse agree. They're like, yeah, they're always <laughs> losing. That's kind of mean. They're trying their best. They're putting it on the line for you folks. This is one of, like, three times in these two episodes I actually laughed out loud. I don't normally laugh out loud in yeah, these I episodes. Yeah, I did, too. There's also that got me. So also some really cool, like, Spanish guitar, like a slow Western song happening in the background. <laughs> that I'll shout out again if we get... Uh, if we get the soundtrack pulled in the four poor. So Meowth knocks out Arbok and Weezing and gives credit to Paris. Like he does it in a secret way by like yeah, calling so him this, a tree or this something. This is the whole bit, right? Like Arbok launches at <laughs> Paris. Meowth whacks Arbok from behind, making Paris think that he beat him up. Same with Weezing. Uh, and then Meowth's going to take Paris on. And Paris just kind of does a little poke into his stomach and, and Meowth topples over dead james calls their pokemon bigger losers than the guy who invented homework (laughs) (laughs) that's that that's suddenly (laughs) when i was like very aware that this was a kid show again (laughs) because i'm like oh that's a weird that's a weird concept did somebody invent homework was it socrates did socrates invent homework i don't know so, despite how stupid this whole plan is, it seems to have worked because Paris's confidence has shot up sky high. Oh, and now he's, he's like, around. "Come at me, fuck yeah, he's you!" Just, he's fuck you flexing. Up. He's flexing. He's like uh, the <laughs> Tyler One of Pokemon right now. Le- League of Legends reference. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even no play idea. League of Legends. Yeah, ah, someone will get that. <laughs> One person might. Tyler One is very, very. Famous <laughs> people will. Have you ever seen that meme of like the guy, the muscly dude who's kind of short, like looking up at a really oh, that's tall that guy? That's Tyler One, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a good meme format. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. So the gang and Cassandra find Paris. They come back across him. They're going to battle again. Paris pokes Pikachu's tail to the ground. And it's really cute because Pikachu gets, like, really upset for a moment before Ash tells him, like, hey, wait, you gotta let him win. And so yeah. Pikachu fakes getting hurt, falls to the ground, and then waves a white flag in surrender. Oh, that was cute. White Great flag. Great moment. Yeah. Love it. And then Ash remembers uh, that he is indeed an idiot. <laughs> Ash. And he goes Charmeleon again. Charmeleon, baby. But Charmeleon will not listen, and that's when the grandma comes back and imparts some wisdom into Ash. And some important lore. That and some game mechanics. The trainer's experience is important here. Uh, that's why Charmeleon's not listening, is because Ash is a little baby bitch. He needs to get better. That's what <laughs> yeah, the that's old lady legit. says, right? Yeah, yeah. She's like, a little baby bitch. Baby bitch? Hey, little baby, you want your soother? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, a rattle. I almost couldn't think of the word rattle. <laughs> it's going to be like thing baby shake. <laughs> <laughs> so Charbillion goes back after Paris, but Team Rocket comes back. They step in as Paris's pep squad. Yeah, and they're wearing outfits from the uh, that Pikachu episode where he fights uh, Surge, right? Mm-hmm. What, what's yeah. that episode called? Uh, Electric Shock Showdown. Electric Shock Showdown. They're wearing the outfits from Electric Shock Showdown. That in that episode, I said, kind of looked like Jotaro's outfit from JoJo's Part 3. They still kind of look like Jotaro's outfit from JoJo's Part 3. So they're in cheerleader mode. They're, you know, they're they're the pep squad. Go Paris. You're a winner. You can do it. But Charmeleon ain't having any of it. No. He scorches Team Rocket. 
and then goes back after Paris again. Yeah, Charmeleon such a would be such a wildfire hazard. Mm-hmm. Like everything's burning. And so Paris pokes Charmeleon in the gut. Somehow this causes Charmeleon to fall over, and it is just enough experience for Paris to evolve. The whole segment's sweet. Charmeleon winds up. He's about a beat down on the Paris. And uh, Paris goes for it, pokes him right in the gut. And I mean, Charmeleon had a pre-existing condition. He had a hernia there that uh, (laughs) Paris took advantage of. But you know what? That's how the cookie crumbles. (laughs) Charmeleon with a hernia. (laughs) I don't don't want fan art of that one. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing really to see. (laughs) So, yeah. So Team Rocket is very excited now. They're ready to board the gravy train, but Charmeleon whacks him away with his tail, and they go flying off again. He turns back to Parasect, but Spore puts Charmeleon to sleep immediately, which is exactly what Spore does in the game. So Yeah, so good. the Spore, com- that's coming from the Parasect, kind of shoots out this uh, dust. He shoots out Spores that put it to sleep. And yeah, it's, it's, it makes logical sense within game mechanics, because Spore is, like, the one thing Parasect is good for. Otherwise, it sucks. Oh, it's not that good. It's not that good. Move. Gotcha, gotcha. It's, so let's, it's, bug, it's bug grass type, yeah. so it has a quad weakness to flying and a quad weakness to fire, and oh. in Gen 1, that's also a quad weakness to poison. It's a lot it's of weaknesses. It's frail, it's slow, it's just not good. Let's talk about it uh, looks. So... We described the Paris. The Paris sect is a much larger crab. Now it's it's pretty big. It, it would be intimidating to see. It's mm-hmm. smaller than a person, but it's still large. Yeah, it kind of looks like a crab, but it has a very massive singular mushroom on its back, kind of covering its eyes. Even do you know what the uh, the lore is behind Parasect and the mushroom? No, I don't. The mushroom is a parasite that has overtaken Paris's body. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Remember that for the literary hour because I was <laughs> going to talk about that and now I'm, but I didn't know the exact details and now I'm definitely going to talk about mm-hmm. something. So save it. Save it, folks. I know you're screaming at your computers, at your iPhones, at your Walkman, whatever you listen to us <laughs> on. Save it. If you're listening to us on a Walkman, tell that us is how. some That's dedication. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you're. Downloading the podcast, burning it to a CD, and putting it in a Walkman. Oh, Who a even CD? has a Walkman. A CD? I, I assumed a cassette Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> a cassette would be even crazier. Oh, if you're listening to a cassette, props. <laughs> so, yeah, now that uh, Parasect has evolved, they're going to be able to make this potion. Ash and Cassandra, the gang and Cassandra, wish each other luck. Ash thinks that next time he uses Charmeleon. Charmeleon will listen to him, which, Ash, just stop. Well, just listen. Just listen and learn. You can't repeat <sighs> the same things over and expect different results. Yeah, and so they, they head off, continuing on in the adventure, and then Team Rocket falls back in at the pharmacy. Cassandra bandages them up and is like, how could I ever thank you for helping my Paris evolve? And Meowth pitches that, you know, I should be the mascot for your for your potion company. And she's like, no, never. I could never tear you away from Team Rocket. You guys are superheroes, remember? <laughs> yeah, she she denies me out, but for the reason that she thinks that they're so pure and good, they yeah. need to be out there <laughs> saving the world. 
can't break up a superhero team. Plus, they already have a mascot. And Grandma reveals that she found a Persian in the backyard. And Persian's <laughs> going to be the mascot. It's so random. I found him yeah. in the backyard. He'll be your mascot. Just another time that Meowth has been upstaged by a, par- uh, by a Persian. Oh, you chose the word upstage. I was going to say cucked. <laughs> <laughs> another time a Persian cucks meow. <laughs> <laughs> Again, more fan art. I don't know if I want to see. Gross. <laughs> but that's the episode. That's it. Meowth, I'm a hero, but I got zero. What he says. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So holding on to the thread about the mushroom, that the mushroom is a parasite that controls the Paris. That's kind of creepy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. A popular video game franchise. There are, I believe, two of them that was recently made into an HBO series. Very popular. Uh, that's causing waves. Pretty good story. Some of the episodes are really well written. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that Last of Us? The Last of Us is about where mushrooms, cordyceps, uh, so fungus, reach an evolutionary level. The Fungus itself gets distributed through our food supply, likely through flour. People ingest it and then are controlled parasitically by the funguses, Hmm. uh, turning them into, by the fungi, I mean, not funguses, fungi, turning them into effectively zombies. Okay. It's about Hmm. mushrooms spreading around, controlling people. That's what this is. That's what this (laughs) thing is. Mushrooms that control people. These... This parasect isn't a nice Pokemon. And by her forcing the Paris to evolve, he lost his autonomy. She turned him into a zombie. She didn't force him to evolve. She wanted him to evolve so bad. Now he's a zombie. She wanted him to evolve. She stole his autonomy. But it's still the Pokemon's choice. This is a dark and terrible (laughs) tale (laughs) called The Last of Us. Oh, so sad. I actually had no idea that that's what Last of Us was about. Yeah, it's about mushrooms. I thought it was just zombies. No, they're mushrooms. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, it's about mushrooms. It's basically Mario. It's about mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Mario Bros. movie, Last of Us, same difference. I I had a heck of a trouble with both of these episodes, actually, thinking about, like, good classic literature to compare. There are books I kind of thought of, but I didn't really like the comparisons. I'll save them. So uh, I have another movie. Well, I guess Last of Us is TV and video games. I have a movie, though, that this reminded me of. The Will Smith uh, mid-2000s movie Hitch, also starring Kevin James, uh, is about... Do you know Hitch? No. Well, you're fine. Uh, But it's about... (laughs) It's about... He's like... Will Smith is like an expert womanizer who then, uh, for hire, will teach, uh, like, dorky dudes how to pick up chicks. And he gets hired by Kevin James to teach him how to pick up girls. and But it's specifically like a girl that he's been in love with for a long time. And really all Hitch ends up doing is teaching Kevin James to like have confidence and be himself. But, you know, he has to kind of play through him and trick him into, into realizing that himself. That's weirdly like this plot, isn't it? Sure. Except like with combat instead of uh yeah. <laughs> hitting on girls well it's, I mean, Brock it's, that. it's not a great movie <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's an okay movie it's a very like early and mid-2000s plot like that wouldn't get made now it's kind of a gross premise 
Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, are we moving on? Yeah, that's my literary hour. Let's four-pour right, it. Let's four-pour Today's first category for the problem with Paris will be... The Jelly Donut Effect. Okay, I do have uh, Bulbapedia off because uh, one of them that I, I figured was a replacement is the line about cheeseburgers. So mm-hmm. a- Ash actually wants to eat hamburger curry and Misty wants to eat katsudon. And katsudon is a, it's a pork cutlet on rice with egg. So it's not like either is fancier than the other, but that's what they're fighting about. So that would be a jelly donut effect, I guess. Yeah. Um, but kind of an excusable one. I think their translation was fine. Yeah, it's it makes sense. And there's also like small things like when uh, the grandma offers the snake root, it's Magikarp whiskers in the dub, which is a little fucked up if you think about it, but whatever. That's cooler <laughs> though. Actually, Magikarp whiskers, that's like lower on. What the hell mm-hmm. snake root, huh? Old lady. And apparently there's a section uh, a bit of Meowth becoming an actual beckoning cat, which was cut from the English dub. Hmm. Nothing groundbreaking. Yeah. I'd say four. Yeah, so there is this yeah, I'll go I I I'll meet you at four. There there is a bit of jelly donut. It's not uh particularly weird or hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like uh the jelly donut episodes. <laughs> Alright. Category number two will be Let's hear it. Originality. Um I mean Decently, this came before the movie Hitch starring Will Smith, so <laughs> I think Hitch was based on this episode, if anything. Um, I mean, probably not, but sure, we could say that. <laughs> that was a joke, but I, I can't, okay, what's unoriginal about this episode? I guess would be another way to ask this. Uh, a young woman taking care of a grass type. Pokemon in yeah, that's very common. a little rock, village. Rock hits on them. Yeah, but yeah. the thing about uh, getting the Pokemon's confidence up is new, isn't it? Yes. And that's sort of the essence of it. The rest I is mean, just flavor. They had to get Pikachu's confidence up to fight against Surge. True. Pikachu is confident, though. That had a lot to do with... But yeah, that was about being itself and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is a tricky one. We're going to go with five. I'll go with the fence-sitter score. I'm going to say four again. Okay, okay. 4.5 plus 4, 8.5, 4.25. 4.25 for the pizza in Paris problem pizza fanatic blah. Yes. For the the problem with Paris. All right. Episode two today, The Song of Jigglypuff. This is a classic. This is a classic, right? This is what people remember. Shout Mm -hmm. me out in the comments if you remember this. Show Kellen out in the comments, too. <laughs> so the gang are now in a desert. We, we join them in the, this sprawling desert. But over the hill, they see a large, bright city. This is Neon Town. This is as Las I thought, Vegas. This is Vegas. This is the Vegas Melvin this was talking about Melvin last week. This is where Melvin wanted to get to. They yeah. finally did it. Where is Melvin? Is he at the craps table? Has he lost it all? <laughs> This he is, absolutely this is, has. This is just Vegas. It's in a desert, too. <laughs> Melvin has absolutely lost all of it. He he went all in on roulette on, his, on the first go. Oh, he absolutely that. did. And then he, like, took out money from a loan shark and lost that, too. So people are trying to shake him up like they're yeah. after him. He's in some hot shit. <laughs> so Ash bumps into this new joy, this new joy hole again. 
Yeah, with it, he's like a rockabilly. Like he's got this like uh, what is a hairdo called? A pompadour. He's got a pompadour. Very uh, ridiculous, but cool. <laughs> cool guy, I guess. <laughs> with uh, the wildest accent. Oh yeah. What rock? Watch where you're going. What, Watch where you're you going, you joik. Oh, that joik. was good. Ash actually kind of gets really hot here too, <laughs> hot headed. He's like, "You hit me. Apologize to me." I'm like, yeah, Ash, like watching this as a Canadian, where like, even when people walk into us, you say sorry. Oh, Ash. sorry. Oh, sorry there, bud. Gotta... Just trying to sneak by you. <laughs> it's not just sorry. You got to go, oh. Oh, didn't see oh. you. Sorry. Oh. Oh. I'm just going to sneak right past you there. Just going to sneak right past you there, bud. <laughs> I don't know if Americans know that that's like a thing. That Everyone is absolutely a thing. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're about to get into a fist fight. But Jenny breaks it up, yells at the kids to go find a hotel. People are very short-tempered in this city That's because they don't get enough Jenny sleep. Running in on her motorbike. No fighting! No screaming! And she's just yelling this. Go find a hotel! <laughs> yeah. She, and then she's like, I can't deal with you kids. There's another fight. She speeds ah! off. Ah! Now, the same Rockabilly who is uh, picking a fight with Ash, we see picking a fight with, uh, with James. Team of Rocket. Team Rocket. Team Rocket's here. Yeah, and he starts beating James up, and then this large woman comes up behind Jesse and starts beating Jesse up by spanking her over and over again. Yeah, he, he she picks up Jesse and starts spanking her, and Miel says, "We should have prepared for trouble." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. That's a good line. So the next morning, people are arguing outside of the gang's hotel. Neon City never sleeps. It is like Vegas. It's open 24 hours a day. No one sleeps. They're all overtired and cranky about it. Jenny is and still so, working. If this is the same Jenny, mm-hmm. it's the morning now. She's still breaking up fights. Everyone's cranky. And so the gang heads out of town, outside of Neon Town. The, uh, they find a Jigglypuff hop onto a stump. And, and Jigglypuff, outside, we're not in the desert. Wherever they went, yes, it, there's back a, forest. a forest. It's like desert town forest, I guess. I don't know. But Jigglypuff is so cute. Yeah, let's just everyone loves Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. She's like a, a small, round, pink ball with the largest, deadest eyes we have ever seen. <laughs> Peer into them and gaze into the abyss. Sweet nothing will be your reward, for I, Jigglypuff, in the harbinger of doom, and my sweet song shall take you to the afterlife. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd go with her. <laughs> that, that sounds like a decent way to go. You know what? I always think in, in Smash Brothers, she looks, that the eyes are much uh, glazed over. <laughs> That's where I always, and then she's kicking people off the screen, saying, yeah, I, th- I, I think I always the think ability... Jigglypuff is this assassin of darkness. I think the the ability Jigglypuff has to absolutely demolish you just makes her a lot scarier in Smash. That's like what I'm thinking of. Make you and scary. then you hit the down B when you're on them, and yeah. poof, flies off the screen. Holy so moly. So good. But it's so satisfying to land a rest. That's oh, great. it sure is, sure is. But yeah, the show version Jigglypuff is is cute and, and emotive. Um, but yeah, it's a small pink puffball. It's about that's it. Seventy five percent eyes. It's got these giant <laughs> Sailor Moon eyes. So Misty wants Jigglypuff. Uh, Asher Brock remarks, "I thought you only like water Pokemon." She's like, "Yeah, but I also like Jigglypuff." Which I mean, who wouldn't? So she's gonna try to catch Jigglypuff. She goes for Staryu, but Psyduck 
Classic Psyduck moment. He jumps out of the ball. She screams at him. Oh, yeah. she Her head covers the screen. <laughs> I do enjoy how escalating Misty's rage towards Psyduck gets. Yeah, but we love Psyduck. <laughs> but we do love Psyduck. But it's just funny to see how they, they crank it up a notch every single time. Her head is growing monumentally mm-hmm. every every week. So Misty has Staryu do double edge against the Jigglypuff, which knocks Jigglypuff back into a tree. And what's and double edge? Starts Staryu crying. just spins and runs into it, hits a tree. This this part, <laughs> I don't know if funny is the word, but this part like really like it made me aware of how weird all the fighting in Pokemon is. Mm-hmm. Misty, when Jigglypuff hits the tree, starts crying. Misty goes. What's wrong? <laughs> What's wrong? You jumped it. <laughs> you sent your flying shuriken of a Pokemon, smack it to its face. What's wrong, my ass? So they, they pull Dexter out about it. Dexter says that Jigglypuff sings a pleasant song, but this Jigglypuff doesn't think she can sing. And it's very upset about it. It's very sad. And it makes me sad because this Jigglypuff looks so sad. Yeah, Misty's reasoning around the answer to her question of what's wrong is not that the Jigglypuff's crying because it was attacked. It's crying because it can't attack back like a Pokemon would want to because it attacks through song and it can't sing. Yeah, and she goes, well, well, who would want a Jigglypuff that can't sing? Which hurts Jigglypuff even more and she starts to cry again. Misty, what is wrong with you? Misty can be... So cruel sometimes. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, Team Rocket is spying in again. They seem to know the Jigglypuff song can put people to sleep. So their plan is to to get it and take it back to Neon Town, put everyone to sleep with Jigglypuff's song, and then steal all their Pokemon. And instead of doing their motto, they do a fucking musical number. Okay, this is incredible. You knew I would. You knew I would like this. They're wearing these, Absolutely. like, white naval officer outfits. Whenever Team Rocket dresses up, they look fantastic. Like, especially Jesse. There's something about, like, that, like, uh, I don't really like the phrase, but, like, girl boss. Isn't that what all the TikTokers <laughs> are saying? That's a She's great just, like, phrase. What are you talking about? Girl well, bossing is such a good phrase. I, I think that And it's positive, too. So. Okay, good. If it's positive. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. mean, like, I like, I like powerful women and stuff. And uh, and and Jesse's like a cool character, and uh, the costumes they they give her and James are very cool. These costumes are very cool. These white naval outfits with like like big uh, capes. They pull out these microphones and speakers. Okay, it's a karaoke machine. Pump it up to the max, and they this, pump it up to eleven. Just beautiful. Well, that joke comes later. We're gonna talk oh, about it. Joke, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This just butt rock plays with awesome funky bass. Okay. And I did find the lyrics online. (laughs) You know it's us, Team Rocket, and we fight for what is wrong. We're tired of our motto, so we thought we'd try a song. Jesse, James, the speed of light, prepare to fight. Meowth, that's right. I am the handsome one, that's James. I am the gorgeous one, that's Jesse. Looking good is lots of fun. We get some things wrong, but we keep rolling along. We want to capture Pikachu. We hope to do it soon. And when we do it, we'll be the new stars of this cartoon. Ah, fourth wall break. Let's go. Fourth wall. But yeah, cool music video, basically, that interjects <laughs> the whole thing. Ridiculous. And then the karaoke machine gives them a really bad score. 
Yeah, and they start fighting about who brought it down. <laughs> who is the worst singer? No, you were off pitch. No, you were flat. Ah, <laughs> your timing's bad. I love that bit. They, they 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 do this whole number instead of their motto, and they're more concerned about the karaoke score than they are about like actually enacting this plan that they have. And it, it was a heck of a music number, guys. Mm-hmm. You should feel mm-hmm. good. So <laughs> Ash has Bulbasaur do a vine whip against their wheezing. We're in a fight now. It uh, spins wheezing around, and he launches their att- his uh, poison gas attack back at Team Rocket. I thought that was a good bit, and they make him spin like a fucking top. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about that, too. I, I actually do like these things that takes Pokemon out of the turn-based sort of reality we normally mm-hmm. think about, and start to think about, like, okay, if these moves were actual physical manipulations of space and time, how could you use them? What kind of creative ways could you use them in? Yeah, just spin wheezing around, gas, gas team rocket. That's beautiful. <laughs> and so Misty has Staryu use like water gun or hydro pump or something. I don't think she ever says a move. And they flood Team Rocket out of the forest. And now we're going to go into a voice lesson for Jigglypuff. Yes. And now this is the second act <laughs> of this episode. And now the conflict has changed. It's all about getting Jigglypuff's voice back. So Misty's teaching Jigglypuff to sing. Very uh, Julie Andrews sound of music, right? That's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Fa, re, do, fa, lo, blah, 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 that stuff. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Ah, you can do it. That was beautiful. <laughs> I, I literally just said the words. Fa, re, so, la, mi, la, da. <laughs> I'm blue, da, 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 da. Oh, good one. Got him. So, <laughs> yeah, she's trying to teach Jigglypuff to sing. Pikachu takes a crack at it. And his voice is beautiful. Do an impression. I don't remember it. Oh, he's just like, <laughs> Pika! Pika! <laughs> and very proud of himself, too. Mm-hmm. He's Great. like, check out my voice. Pika! But Jigglypuff <laughs> is very jealous about the praise Pikachu is getting. She she goes behind Pikachu and, like, smacks him and then goes back to where she was. No one's the wiser. No one seems to know that, that she hit Pikachu. Yeah, and... and <laughs> So she doesn't realize that, no, Pikachu can't sing. Don't don't worry, that's not what's going on. (laughs) So they try to have her, like, blow up a balloon so that she can strengthen her lungs. They think maybe the problem's lung capacity next, so they they have a balloon try to fill up Jigglypuff's lungs. The balloon just, like, sends uh, Jigglypuff flying through the air like a... Like Like a balloon. Like a balloon, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But... Uh, Brock finds a fruit that he think will be able to help. Something about you know, probably like the vitamins or the acid, even clearing out your throat or something. I don't know. But she eats it and she starts singing. She's got her voice. She can sing. Right. So Act Two has been solved by the fruit that uh, I don't know. It's just like a weird green fruit. And so Misty has Jigglypuff sing for them. And we get this beautiful, adorable little anim- animation of Jigglypuff's song. And I love it. Yeah, so it's it's like a, it goes into like a pink dream world and everyone's mm-hmm. like in bubbles, right? Yeah, and so then, then we go to Team Rocket. They, they've decided, they've figured out, they don't need Jigglypuff. They just need Jigglypuff's song. So they've come in it's with a clever. bunch of sound yeah. recording equipment. A boom mic and a, a turntable, a mixer. They're going to record the song. We cut back to the gang. They've promptly fallen asleep. Yeah, and that is the reveal. This had been kind of set up before. We knew that Jigglypuff could attack with singing. 
Turns out it doesn't have control over this. Jigglypuff song puts listeners to sleep. That's just how it works. And that's how it works in the game. Perfect. Look at that. Go anime. So the gang's all asleep. And and this is, I knew you'd find this cute, is Jigglypuff being offended when people Mm -hmm. fall asleep. Absolutely. She, uh, she puffs up. Whenever they fall asleep, she puffs up like Burr! so cute. Just puffs uh-huh. up her cheeks. Yeah. And uh, promptly finds, uh, y- you know, she's also like a five year old at a sleepover because she promptly <laughs> finds a marker and draws all over their faces, including Team Rocket because they've fallen asleep. Yeah, Team Rocket too. falls asleep too next to their recording equipment. And they uh, they listen to the uh, the recording that they they recorded. And it's just them snoring. They didn't get any of, P- of Jigglypuff's song. Didn't they, work. All they got was them going. That's it. Perfect. Beautiful Team Rocket snoring impression, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so they, they try apologizing to Jigglypuff. She ain't taking the apologies. Brock thinks that uh, some Pokemon might not fall asleep to this song. And he's wrong. All the Pokemon fell asleep to the song. <laughs> Yeah, they try uh, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Pidgeotto, and Onyx all sleep. And then Misty gets the idea, let's have Psyduck listen to the song. She's like, Psyduck He's such is so a goofus. Dumb, he doesn't know the difference between sleeping and being awake. <laughs> <laughs> so they have Psyduck listen to the song, and he's just standing there still, listening to Jigglypuff's song. But she is still a little pissed off about it, and they go, and they're like, well, what are you upset about? Psyduck listened to the whole song. And then Misty pushes Psyduck over and screams at him because he fell asleep with his eyes open. <laughs> yes, it looked like he was awake during the whole thing. He fell asleep just... He goes, Psy-yi-yi. I like that bit. That was good. <laughs> so, so, so are they just saying that Psyduck's so stupid that he forgot to close his eyes? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I thought that was a pretty cool ability. Psyduck, you're so uh, underappreciated. Brock thinks that Neon Town is going to be the best place for Jigglypuff to sing because the people there don't seem to need sleep, missing the fact that the reason everybody is so pissed off in that town is because they are overtired and they need to sleep. Yeah, this is Brock again where he's like kind of smart in a stupid way. Like, he, he knows just enough to be dangerous, right? So he does yeah. understand the <laughs> connections between Jigglypuff songs, putting people to sleep, and he knows that these people don't get a lot of sleep. He misinterprets the causality of the situation completely, thinks that the fact that they don't sleep is because they don't need to sleep, <laughs> or that they're somehow sleep-resistant, but they're probably just all cokeheads and gambling addicts. And it's so bright and noisy in that town, how could you sleep? Yeah. So they're back in Neon Town with Jigglypuff. They're looking for an outdoor stage. No one seems to be able to help them until Team Rocket and this big vehicle come riding up against them. And they're like, hey, you want an outdoor stage? And they're in these dis- these rock star dis- disguises. Well, and Actually there's a, good there's, disguises there's for once. There's a plot point that happens right before that. Team Rocket, real, you know, here's, here's the gang's plan and says... They're doing what we wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Everyone listen to Jigglypuff's music. Uh, I think it's James that says, with enemies like that, who needs friends? True. So they're just going to have the gang do the plan for them. And so, yeah, that's what they, they appear to the gang. So the gang's looking for an outdoor stage. Where's somewhere where we can get some big speakers, have Jigglypuff sing. And that is when they roll up in this van 
they are British punk rockers, right? They have these like cheesy British accents and they are just, they're trying to look like punk rockers. You're right that they're good disguises because they actually don't look like themselves for once. Yeah, Jesse's hair isn't this super long pink thing. It's like up and colored. Now their van is a is a mobile outdoor stage. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> they love showcasing the local talent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they set up the speakers, and this is where we get the Spinal Tap reference. It says, crank oh, yeah. the speakers crank up, up to, to 11. 11. Beautiful. Spinal so... Tap in my Pokemon? <laughs> yes, please. So Team Rocket has earplugs they're going to use to block out Jigglypuff's sound so that once everyone else falls asleep, they can go steal all the Pokemon. And the lights come on on the stage, and it's time for Jigglypuff's big performance. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is it, Kellen? What happened? It's it's her song that we've heard three oh, times yeah, already. Her song. Well, so they play that again, but this time we get a, a lovely montage of like everyone in town is into it. People stop the slots, they stop and they listen, and they're like, "Damn, that's a great tune!" And then promptly fall asleep again. Everyone's falling asleep. The whole the whole city, including Team Rocket, the earplugs were off, and also including the waiter in the cafe who is standing there with a tray of drinks still. <laughs> also, Jenny on her motorcycle and other people driving. This is actually quite dangerous. They're falling mm-hmm. asleep at the wheel. <laughs> well, there's hundreds dead in Neon City today. The song will just not quit. <laughs> <laughs> All of those operating heavy machinery have uh, caused severe damage to the infrastructure. And so Jigglypuff is, again, pissed off. Does a little puff up and promptly starts. I'm saying promptly a lot this episode. It's uh, the, <laughs> the Sesame Street word of the day. Yeah. Today's word is promptly. And starts drawing on everybody's face throughout the entire town, all through till morning. She spends all night drawing on people's faces. You gotta faces. love a prompt nocturnal markering, am I right? Mm hmm. And so the next morning, the town awakes. Everyone is in such a much better mood. Everyone's so nice and apologizing to each other. It seems that the sleep you get from a Jigglypuff song just makes you happy. Wait, so you think, yeah, so they did imply that it's it's beyond just, okay, a good they finally sleep, got yeah. a good sleep, which would help. But it, it's that it's actually therapeutic. That the sleep from a Jigglypuff song is like healing of some yeah. sorts, maybe mentally, physically. Because then we see Team Rocket walking off, and their their plan failed, and they know that, and they're happy about it. They're fine with it. They're not upset that their plan failed. They're just like, yeah, this it, it didn't work out this time, but you know what? There's always next time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got them optimistic. Tra-la-la. Mm-hmm. And then the gang hopes to meet Jigglypuff again. They continue off on their adventure, and we get the reveal that Jigglypuff is not far behind. And that's Ooh. the episode. We'll see Jigglypuff a lot more in this ser- series. Sweet. I'm excited. Here's a fun fact about this episode. Hmm. It was banned in Turkey. Why do they no, hate Jigglypuff? No reason given. Just not just not allowed in Turkey for some reason. Maybe because of Vegas. Maybe, Maybe. Tur- Turkish people gambling don't like Vegas. Things. Maybe gamble. Who knows? No idea. Who knows? All right. Literary hour. Go for it. Yes. The uh, the book Why We Sleep: The New Science of Sleeps and Dreams by <laughs> Matthew Walker. Uh, a book that dives into the uh, science, sometimes criticized as not completely scientific, but uh, about uh, diving into sleep and what it does for our brains. Uh, sure. So also... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, I did have troubles with this one, as as I said, but I, I'm going to do this 
Whenever I have troubles, I do the shotgun effect. I'll just go through so many that might kind of work. But I, I, I meant the sleep thing as a, as a joke, but it's obviously relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's analogies to some folklore here, though, right? Of like the the classic Sandman in European folklore, a being a a, a being, some kind of uh, folk and mythological person who can put people to sleep. Um, Mr. Sandman. Yeah, bring me a bring dream. Bring me a dream. Right, Make him right. the cutest that I've ever seen. Continue. I just love the song. It put me to sleep. <laughs> it's the best sleep I ever had. Oh, what a good sleep. <laughs> what a good five-second nap. Oh, what a good five... What a good micro-nap. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about that. It's about the Sandman... Dust in your eyes puts you to sleep, folklore. You know, the origins of this, I'm not completely sure. They say European, maybe Scandinavian. But there's, uh, say, gods and stuff that are attributed with putting people to sleep and also attributed to bringing dreams in other mythologies. Believes the god of sleep and dreaming in Greek mythology is named... Oh, God, what is it named? Morpheus. Morbius? No. <laughs> it's Morbin time? Morbian time. It's jigglying time. Hey, I read earlier, this is a complete segue, but also not, that Jigglypuff's name in Japanese is, is uh, Purin, which is supposed to be a reference to pudding. And that's oh. why they wanted it to be, that's why they, when they switched to Jigglypuff, they wanted, they wanted Jiggly in there. They wanted something that jiggles. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? No, I did not. Wow, I brought the trivia. Um, so yeah, there's there's themes in mythology and stuff like that. I also thought there's something key to Jigglypuff here, though, is about Jigglypuff sees the world differently from other people, okay? Jigglypuff is the main character in her own story. She's got main character syndrome, <laughs> and she is going after a form of success. Now, she sees it as singing, right? Mm-hmm. She sees that performant art thing as the main thing that she needs to bring into the world. Unfortunately for her, there are situations and, and a bit of tomfoolery that exists to keep that from happening the way that uh, the way that she wants, you know? There's a bit of a Don Quixote thing happening here. That's like a, a very, uh, a quite old, I believe, 17th century um, Spanish book about a uh, lower-class citizen who dreams of being a great knight and is obsessed with stories of chivalry and stuff like that, and so goes off and creates his own journeys, even though knights and the, sh- and the chivalry don't really exist anymore. Goes off and, and sees the world differently from other people, but mostly there's you know a whole lot of accidents and tripping and falling. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, well, th- not exactly, but things just don't... Uh, there's misunderstandings and things don't go the way that uh, that they were supposed to. I think Jigglypuff is a bit of a, a a bit of a main character syndrome, which is like a Don Quixote kind of thing. Also for a manga, although I never got super into this one, there's still a a currently running uh, Shonen Jump manga called Black Clover. That's about a world of magic. The main character, uh, Asta, I think uh, his name is, is uh, doesn't have magic, but but thinks that that's the the way to succeed, and basically 
puts his all in and trying to force the world into acknowledging him as successful, although it does not come easy. I think there's some of that there in, in what Jigglypuff perseveres for, what her own measures of success are. Cool. Yeah, what do you think? Good. Could you think of any stories with singing in it? Besides musicals? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> All right, let's four port. Yeah, let's do that. I want to play more Zelda. God, that's why you're so lethargic. <laughs> Stop playing Zelda. Never. And be committed to the podcast. No. I am editing enough shorts to get us by, and then I'm playing Zelda. Oh, my God. People, shout them out in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> all right first category is plot oh it's a good plot it's a kinda. cute plot it's a cute plot yeah it's a little bit goofy. filler <laughs> yeah fillery <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what else <laughs> uh but it, it gets the job done but it, it's a nice setup for jigglypuff um mm-hmm. you know and, and telling us who they are neon city is a great setting although that's not the what the category is. It's not setting. It's plot, you fool. Okay, so the core plot is just Jigglypuff. Team Rocket wants him, puts him to sleep. They can't find a place. It's a very, it's a 20-minute sitcom kind of mm-hmm. plot, actually. Yeah. So it's okay. It's a six. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, I read your mind. All right, What's and the category... Pokemon that reads minds? Alakazam? Call me Alakazam. Probably. And category Probably. two... Wow, you are so... Focus on Zelda. Yep. <laughs> you have to be committed, man. <laughs> Category number two is Team Rocket Schemes. Oh, okay. It, it's a good scheme, right? It's a good plan that they're going to put the uh, town asleep and then loot shit. And this, there's just, a lot of wealth in this town. They just underestimated the power of Jigglypuff's sleep and that they would also Right, so the bigger picture plan was good. They forgot some very important details around how close they are in proximity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would think that people did get robbed during this because people probably came into Neon City later and then saw everyone asleep. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm going to say seven. Eight. Four. 7.5. Between that and a six, that is six point. Seven five. Nice. For the song of Jigglypuff. And that is what we have for today. We've loved, we've lost, we've laughed, we've cried. <laughs> this was quite the episode, Kellen. We, we thought something about else. songs, mushrooms, pizza, pizza. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's that's uh what we were doing today. It what are we people. doing next week? You next Zelda week obsessed addict. Is Two more episodes. It's episode 48, Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon, and episode 49, A Chansey Operation. I'm calling it now. My literary hour is Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. (laughs) Don, you don't don't have to do it next week. Oh, I won't even show up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get ChatGBT to do my (laughs) part of the (laughs) podcast. No, that's so boring. Where is our humanity? Are we automating our souls away? Yeah. Don't even get me started. Oh, but I'll get you to end the episode. Yeah, the there episode you go. Oh, look of at starting. That. It's All that right. time again, the end of the episode. Thank you for telling us what we're doing I, next week. I know I always forget to ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been To Kill a Deli Bird. You can find us on the Skittlewickers YouTube channel on Sorry, YouTube. Change. We'd love comments, engagement. You can also email us at to kill at delibird at gmail.com. 
can find us on most of the audio platforms for podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, etc. I've been Graham. He's been Kellen. Collectively, we are Two Kill a Deli Bird. You are the audience. I hope that you had a great time listening to us while you selected melons from the market or mowed your lawn. Thanks. Have a great night. I'm going to go play 10 more hours of Zelda. Bye. Oh my god, do something useful. No. You zoomer. <laughs> no. I like building cars. <laughs>